Navigating a public image can be challenging. Whether you're building a brand, rebuilding your reputation, or just trying to get on the radar, you need the public to trust you. But does the public trust anyone anymore? And has it ever trusted public relations? Welcome to Deep Dive, powered by Coldwater Communications. I'm Tamara Stanners. Artificial intelligence. You've heard the term, and you've probably used it in one form or another. Maybe you have a virtual assistant. Hello. Or use facial recognition to unlock your phone. There are plenty of everyday applications that make your life easier. But what about the ones you don't even know about? If you're on social media, for example, artificial intelligence is partially responsible for what you see. That might just mean you see a few more ads you're actually interested in, but it also might mean you're getting an inaccurate view of what's really going on in the world. Where is the line between improving efficiency and misleading the masses? And what are the key considerations for organizations and PR agencies when exploring and implementing AI technologies? Like most PR agencies, Coldwater Communications is constantly pondering these questions, but has a major advantage, in-house expertise. Liv Hung is a strategic PR consultant for Coldwater and has worked intensively with the emerging technology sector throughout her career. She's ready to dive into this conversation with the founder of Coldwater Communications, Theodore Jean. Hi, I'm Theodore Jean, and I'm the founder of Coldwater Communications. Today, I'll be having a conversation with public relations, marketing, and tech expert, Liv Hung. Liv is a senior public relations consultant at Coldwater Communications, and also a master's of communication management candidate at McMaster University. Thanks for joining me, Liv. Hi, Theo. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. I'm really excited to uh, delve into a very hot topic with you today. Artificial intelligence is all the rage, and we're seeing a lot of media coverage of the use of AI tools within our profession. So I think it would be really pertinent for us to unpack this a little and talk about what it is, some of the benefits and the uh, downfalls of using AI technologies. So let's start, Liv, and bring it back to basics about what artificial intelligence is. Yeah, so it's certainly having a little bit of a zeitgeist moment right now. It's uh, all over LinkedIn and media articles. It's technologies that can mimic human intelligence. Some examples are machines and computers that can continuously learn and improve upon a set of tasks, process language through predictive text, have speech recognition capabilities or visual capabilities. It might solve problems based on prompts. You may already be familiar with some artificial intelligence through things like voice-enabled assistants such as Siri or Alexa, self-driving cars like Tesla's autopilot feature, or facial recognition software. We hear a lot of buzzwords like AI-enhanced algorithms or machine-based learning. Are you able to describe some of these to us? Yes. So AI algorithms are essentially smarter algorithms, and they enable machine learning. 
So that means that every time a computer completes a task, it's constantly learning and it's making adjustments without any human or programmer intervention. It's building on all of this learning and analyzing its data and basically will improve upon whatever objective it was set out to do. For example, YouTube introduced this type of sophisticated algorithm in 2012, and it drastically changed the type of videos that users were served up. It enabled a much more powerful search and recommendation system for viewers, and that in turn generated much higher watch times for YouTube. Very interesting. And so where does generative AI come in? What are some of these buzzworthy generative AI applications that people are talking about? Yeah, so everyone's talking about generative AI, and that's essentially artificial intelligence that can create outputs. The outputs could be conversation, poetry, music, images, or even code based on the prompts that you input. Now, everybody is talking about OpenAI's ChatGPT3 app, but there's also Jasper, an image app called Dali E2, also by OpenAI, and Google has its own version called Bard, which they recently released. And what is uh, ChatGPT for? ChatGPT essentially is a natural programming language AI, which means that it has a capability to respond to your queries and prompts based on a data set that it was scanned up until 2021. So it outputs answers, it can create code, you could ask it to write a sonnet based on a Shakespearean style. It's quite fascinating in the things that it's able to do and it's still in its early stage. There is going to be a next version coming out, ChatGPT4, and I think we can expect it to increase in its capability at that time. However, there are limitations as any artificial intelligence It's only as good as the data set that it's trained on and as good as the algorithm that it's written on and the biases it might contain. So in order for us to really have a balanced conversation and to explore the benefits and some of the downfalls of this new technology, I think it's important for us to unpack what people are using these tools for and also the way in which this tool impacts or potentially impacts our profession. So from a a general usage perspective, Liv, what do you see as some of the downfalls of using generative AI technology? Well, some of the downfalls might include ethical questions around disclosure of using such technology. So we're seeing that in the media now. There's also the question of fact-checking. So the output that these apps provide is only going to be as good as the data set that it's trained on and whether that data set has been verified. So it's got enormous potential to perpetuate mis- and disinformation if it's been trained on false information. And now if it's enabling people in the public to use this tool to generate vast amounts of content, I would think any practitioner working in fields like in politics or in health uh, might be concerned about the kind of information that could be generated. In terms of practical applications, you know, the technology isn't quite there yet in terms of the quality of the writing. There are still mistakes. It can come off as a little stiff. And it's just not quite as creative as the high quality input that we see from real human professionals in the field. I read an opinion piece in the Globe and Mail recently where the author, Wayne McPhail, asked the software if it cares whether its answers are true. 
And he says that the system responded with, and I quote, As an AI, I don't have personal feelings or emotions, so I don't care about the truth of my output. I find that to be very telling. Some people tend to conflate AI with sentient beings and assuming that these systems and software actually care about the content that they're putting out. From a PR perspective, there's no question that the software offers opportunities to be more efficient, to streamline our work. What do you think, Liv, are the downfalls of public relations practitioners and communicators adopting this technology and adopting it so quickly? Well, I think it's important to recognize these apps are tools. The technology should not be leading any of us who work in, you know, so-called white-collar professional careers. We should be leading the technology and we need to be the creative and the strategic thinkers behind why we're using it and how to use it and how we advise our clients. What I would caution as a professional is to always understand the strategic motive for what you're doing when you're applying new technology and recognize that this is not meant to replace human capability. And us as PR professionals and as agencies, we provide a different value that this cannot replace. And just because it can express fluently in a human-like manner does not mean that it can think like a human. Certainly, I see that if the technology can create a strategy, for example, it might get done in less time. However, the execution is still on the agency or the practitioner. So it's not a catch-all solution. If anything, it's a shortcut that could introduce errors that might take potentially more time to Fix. Yeah, and I think you touch on those points, Theo. You know, it can be used as a, an aid in productivity. It can streamline time-intensive tasks or really mundane things that will allow PR professionals to focus on the strategic work and on relationship and trust building, which are fundamental parts of the value that we provide. It might be able to stimulate creativity and help one overcome writer's block. There are a lot of wonderful benefits. I think these technologies can offer. But at the end of the day, you know, we need to recognize these technologies, not necessarily as something to be threatened by or to not pay attention to. But also I do, like you, caution that, you know, we don't just drop everything else that we understand fundamentally just to embrace something because it's the latest technology. And that actually brings me to a question for you, Theo. I'm going to flip the script a little bit, but I'm wondering, have you heard much interest in, from potential or current clients incorporating more AI into their day-to-day -day work or in their media campaigns? Like, has there been any level of interest from clients to sort of push the limit on the technological side? And how can a PR agency lead the way? That's interesting because I haven't had any conversations with clients where they have brought up the use of this technology. And certainly there's a lot of talk about ChatGPT among agency owners, among people within the PR industry. It can be a very helpful tool. It's just not something that has come up in conversations with our clients. And I think part of the reason is because we don't fully understand the technology yet. And also when our clients come to us, there's an expectation that we will do it ourselves, that they're getting human-generated content. And I think the more that this technology becomes widely adopted, the more authenticity and human-generated content will become the hot commodity and what our clients pay us for. 
I think that's a really balanced view of everything that's happening right now in the landscape. And it's important for us as agencies to be on top of these new technologies. But again, going back to understanding the value that we provide as an agency and understanding what those strategies are that best benefit our clients without diving into the latest technology and the fads. That also brings up a really good point to about the other ethical concerns with applications like ChatGPT. You know, for example, they have been known to have contracted a company based in Kenya called SAMA because they actually require human labor to vet and clean the data set that the AI is trained on. So not a lot of people think about this, but there is actually a human cost to training algorithms and artificial intelligence. So workers in the global south, they're paid fairly low wages and work under stressful conditions in order to clean the data that the AI is trained on. And some of that data is actually quite traumatizing. So it goes back to sort of ethical questions and I think as PR communicators, that is part of our job and what we should do is being ethical conscience uh, for organizations and bringing these issues to light. I think that we have unpacked a lot of the risks around the use of generative AI, but I do think that there's a lot of potential. And there are great benefits, especially in our line of work. So what, from your perspective, are some of the greatest benefits or opportunities of this new technology that could help practitioners within our profession to create better work, better service for their clients, and become more efficient? Yeah, I think we touched on some of those points in terms of being more productive and streamlining some of the daily tasks that might be more mundane or quite labor intensive. You know, there's a number of those in our field. But I think one of the greatest things it could help us with is becoming more creative. So maybe not in the communication space, but in advertising, I'm hoping to see some more creative campaigns come out of this. So I myself had spent some time playing around on the app and it was quite fun. You know, I spent about an hour putting in all kinds of funny prompts and asking it to write poetry and write short stories. And there were some quite entertaining things. Now, of course, I was disappointed with some of the output of the haiku. But funny enough, you know, I was telling my husband about it and he ended up writing some haiku based on the prompts that I gave ChatGBT. And I have to say his was better. I think it's really important to celebrate what this technology can offer us and how it is revolutionizing many industries for better or worse. But I think ultimately time will tell and it's still relatively new. So the benefits of working with humans will never go away. I think what we bring to the table when it comes to our clients and the work we do are human conscience, human connection, all of these things that a system will not be able to provide. But certainly there are great opportunities moving forward in using this technology. Yeah, we're really just on the precipice of where this can go. So, you know, we know that there'll be other applications, other things beyond the language processors that will impact our industry. And in many different ways, we're seeing it being impacted in things like the stock market with trading. Think about another example, I mean, with real estate. We all know that there's online real estate listings and we could all look it up ourselves, but yet we still rely on 
the experts, realtors, to help us negotiate the difficulties and the challenges of the legal system of buying and selling. So I don't think that requirements or that demand is going away. If anything, you know, the landscape is changing so quickly, technology is changing so quickly. And as we alluded to, there is this atmosphere of mistrust that we're working within, given the amount of dis and misinformation that's out there. So the skill set that PR professionals provide is more important than ever. What needs to evolve is the skill sets that us as professionals, we need to gain. And I would suggest to people working in this field to stay curious, keep up to date with the latest developments in technology. And just if there are new apps that look interesting to you, try it out. There's lots of courses out there, lots of books and LinkedIn learning workshops. It's great to meet people and stay in touch with those. And really, as Theo, you've touched on, emphasize the leadership that we provide and the relationship and the trust building and not so much the tactics of what we're doing, but the strategic management of you know, where we're steering our clients. And we can use AI for great benefits in knowledge and just use it to complement what we already do. Well, thank you so much, Liv, for sharing your insight and your knowledge on AI technologies with us today. It's certainly been a very interesting conversation and given us a lot to think about and a lot to look forward to, I think. Thank you so much, Theo. It's been a pleasure. It's natural to worry about the potential pitfalls of powerful technology when we don't really understand how to best utilize it. Thanks to Theodora and Liv, who have certainly provided meaningful context about artificial intelligence, a technology we continue to learn more about as it learns more about us. Their grounded conversation is a helpful reminder that it's best not to panic when confronted with a controversial issue like AI. But what should you do when a real crisis arises for you or your company? Call on a crisis consultant like Betsy Cooper, which is what we'll do on the next episode of Deep Dive. Subscribe to Deep Dive for new episodes every month. For more information and social pages, visit coldwater-communications.ca. Another Everything Podcast production. Visit everythingpodcast.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.